tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is June the 22nd, 2014. Man, is this year going by really, really quick. I want to give a special shout-out to everybody at Miss Meal. Did you realize that there are a lot of people that are going a bit hungry? Uh, you've probably seen everybody from Kelly Rowland to Beyonce, even Pastor Rudy holding this plate saying, you know, Miss Meal. I want to say that I'm very proud to be part of that campaign for 2014, 2015. And if you don't mind, stop being so doggone greedy and miss a meal, and let's make sure that um, we can donate some money to help those that are without. You know, you don't have to be homeless to be hungry, and being really honest with you, most of the people that are going to bed hungry every night are not adults but little kids. Anyway, with that said, we want to jump straight into tonight's program. There are so many things that plague the human condition, One of the, and those things range from everything from being lonely to being frustrated with your own life, being broke, not having the things that you feel will validate you, authenticate you. So in the construction of tonight's program, I've been getting uh, hundreds of emails uh, from fans from all around the world saying, Doc, you know what, I just want to be happy. And, and I would ask these, uh, ask you, as a matter of fact, America, what does that mean when you say you just want to be happy? Uh, that's very confusing to, to many of us. And moreover, not only is it confusing, what makes you happy? I mean, and for some people, they have this idea that if they get a romantic relationship, it is just going to make you feel all giddy and soothed. It's going to comfort these longings that you have. It's going to suppress some of these desires. No more self, sex with self. You figure that if I just have somebody cuddled up next to me, somebody to hold me, I'm going to, my life will just get better. As a matter of fact, for those of you that could care less about getting your freak on, you're thinking if I could just get enough $100 bills in my little bitty hands, if I just had that that house I wanted, maybe if I was pushing that ride, you know, maybe a Benz or a Bentley or a BMW or a Maserati, that, that will do it for others especially the simple-minded, you just think you need a new pair of Jordans or some old fake hair glued to your head or stitched up in your head, and you figure that will make you happy. It will give you what you need to be complete. All of these things that you're searching for are just one track away from making you the person that you've never been so you can do the things that you've never done. I've got news for you. That's a bunch of BS, and today we are going to deal with the things that really will help you become the best version of yourself. I know you're probably saying it. Don't tell me. He's getting ready to tell us, go get a pen and paper. 
guess what? You're right, because today we're going to talk about the 10, maybe more things, and hopefully I can get to all 10, that you can do starting right now to take your life back over. Some of us have been the victims of being mentally hijacked. They call it an amygdala hijacking, and if you've listened to previous episodes of this program, I've given you a brief and cursory example of how the human mind evolved in this structure and how this thing works. So I don't care how smart you are, how smart you don't feel that you are, you cannot escape the human condition. Some of you have tried doing everything from relocating from one country to another. Some of you decided, okay, I'm not going to date anyone else of the opposite sex. I'm going to date people of my own gender. For others, you decided that I just will become a hermit. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to deal with anyone. Well, I'm here to tell you, crazy ass, that none of that is going to work either because at the end of the day, whatever happiness you have in your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. I'm going to repeat that again. Whatever happiness you have in your life, depends upon the quality of your thoughts. So that may be the first thing I want you to write down. Your thoughts. Hmm. Good question, isn't it? What are you thinking? I've given this exercise out before, but this is some good stuff. So write this down, and I want you to attempt this. If you haven't done it already, if you have, do it again, and let's compare. Have you evolved? Are you still sitting there letting some ex-lover run around in the back rows of your mind and you're wondering why that haunting is traversing your thoughts. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to monitor yourself for the next 24 hours, and this is including dreams. I want you to stop and write down every hour what reoccurring thought went through your head. That's right, reoccurring. That means frequently. What do you keep thinking about? Are you thinking about a person? Or are you sitting up wondering what your ex is doing? Or are you wondering what your current lover is doing? Are you wondering what your kids are doing? Are you sitting there paranoid, peeping out the window, wondering if the police are out there? If you are, you need to quit smoking crack. That was just a joke. However, if you are paranoid and you feel that every time you make a move forward, you're going to take two steps back, are you obsessing over what may or may not happen in your life? Are you obsessing over the past, constantly revisiting what you should have said, what you should have done before mama died, before your baby died, before daddy died, before you moved, you wish that you were back living in the other state that you just moved from? Well, I want you to just pay attention to what are these thoughts that keep haunting you. More than likely, the reason you have are having a really sucky present is because you're steady living in the past. The other thing is by doing this little bit of mind mapping for the next 24 hours, you, I want you to come to the realization that what can you do about it? If you're constantly thinking about things, that you cannot do a doggone thing about. You know that's called crazy. I'm not calling you crazy, but if those shoes happen to fit, especially if you don't even have to lace them up, you may want to call me for some help or someone like me. The next thing, 
stop worrying about what people think. You keep wondering why someone doesn't like you. The person at work, you feel like they are all conspiring against you. You have friends and family members, you figure they're talking about you. I'm going to give you a clue. Fake people have an image to maintain, and real people just simply do not care. I'm going to say that again. Image to maintain, and real people simply do not care. As we explore our lives and we mature, there should become a should come to you a season in which you really just step back from life and think about, you know what, none of these fools that I'm concerned about liking me is paying not one of my bills. And if they are, you need to get your sorry self up and become self-sufficient. There was, I did a, uh, a relationship forum. I was at Black Expo in uh, Houston, Texas uh, this past Saturday, and I want to say I especially enjoyed everyone that uh, I had the pleasure of saying hello to there. But while on this panel, some questions were asked. One of these questions had to do with the need for, you know, getting past being in a dysfunctional relationship. And, and I'm just going to go into it then. Don't y'all write me. This is just a question somebody asked me. said, if I do women, and I'm going to throw in and say, or oh, men stay in a relationship when they know the person that they're with is jacked up, whatever jacked up is, meaning if they slapping you upside your head, calling you out your name, if they are sleeping with your sister and your auntie and your mama or something, you know for a fact that this person just simply is not good for you. They ask, why do you stay? And I had these people on the panel with me, some of which – I found very insightful and others locked into their genres and, and I'm gonna and I'm not saying that in a bad way. We had experts up on that panel that were everything from just authors who had been through this and done that and arrived to people that were specialists on abuse. We had a uh, psychotherapist up there and a few other people and I, I purposely wanted to just sit there and let everyone else talk. Because I knew at the end of the day there was a 90% chance that the truth of this would not be told. And I was right. One person said, you know, well, these people have learned to be abused, and the person is intimidating them, and they're rolling their eyes, and they're talking to them with this harshness in the voice and all of this, and I'm just looking at this mess, and I... You know, and then another person made the statement. They said, well, you know, some people, they just stick around hoping things will get better. They just hope that this person will change, and they have hope that this relationship, and I, I heard that one. I was, okay, I said it was still the same crap. And then finally someone else said, well, you know, they are in love, and they're so in love, and that's why they won't do it. I'm going to say to all of the above, have you lost your damn mind? What is wrong with you? First of all, how can you, and I want you just, ladies and gentlemen, just picture this. I want you to picture that I have a shoebox. And for some of you ladies out there, probably a few of you dudes, you can easily picture a shoebox. You've got a shoe obsession. And I just cut a hole in it just big enough to stick your hand in. 
Now, inside the box, I have a mouse trap, I have a, a biting spider, and I have a biting snake. Now, the reason why Dr. D put all of these different things in the box is because you keep letting the same thing bite you different damn ways in your life. And I'm going to give you an example of this. One way, and I'm going to use the biting snake to start with. The biting snake is that betrayal of someone that you know doggone well has backstabbed you over and over and over again. And you keep with your silly behind one to fool with them for whatever reason, because they give you a ride to work, because every time you need 5 or $10, they got it. Uh, have you ever stopped to think if you weren't hanging with them, you would not need 5 or $10, but that's a whole other story. Others, they just, I don't get it. Uh, it's a relative, and you feel like, well, that's my mama, that's my daddy. Candy, your mama is crazy, Candy Burris, if you're listening to this show right now, and I know that a couple of people that are on the show with you listen to this show on a weekly basis. I love you, Candy, but your mother, baby girl, you need to really check that lady, you know, because y'all have a very dysfunctional codependent relationship, and it's not going to serve you well because you are teaching a lot of women around America to um, to really participate in foolishness at best. And I love you, Candy. You're a beautiful, talented woman, but your mama got issues. Don't y'all write me no letters. I mean every damn word I just said. Second thing, the spider that I mentioned, you know, the little furry, biting spider that I put in the box. That is you thinking that you can keep smoking, keep drinking, keep being mean and evil, and get away with it. It is going to bite you. So that's in the box. And then the last thing I said was the mousetrap. And, you know, hopefully if you, you, some of you don't know what a mousetrap is, but then for those of you that don't, it's a little bitty trap that you pull back and it has a spring load that when you touch just this little part of the trap, it's going to snap the crap out of you. In other words, you know that something possesses danger, but you keep fooling with it anyway, like that woman's husband. Hmm, amen, I won't call no names. Or it could be the fact that you know every time you go back to this person that you've been praying, God, get this fool out of my life. Please remove them from my life. And you go and drag them back into your life because it's time to pay the car note, the electric bill, the rent, or your little freaky behind is just horny. Now, with all of that said, I want you to picture we're going to shake the box up. We're going to move it around a little bit. And I want you to close your eyes and stick your hand in the box. What do you think you're going to get? If you haven't figured that out by now, you and I really, really need to talk. What you're going to get is hurt, <laughs> and not only are you going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt over and over again because whether you get bit by the snake this time or you get bit by the spider or the mousetrap, does it really matter which way you get hurt if you know for a fact that when you stick your hand back into that mess, or to make this a better metaphor, when you stick your heart back into that mess, when you stick your emotions back into that mess, when you stick your mind back into that mess, how can you really expect a different outcome. Hmm, something to think about. Going further into today's program, I'm going to list about 10 little things right now that I want you 
to consider and looking at your life. Now, we are all beautiful human beings here in the world trying to find our way. That includes Dr. D. That includes you that are listening right now in the United Kingdom, you that are listening in Canada, you that are listening in the Virgin Islands, you in the Caribbean, all of us, me included, we're all beautiful people. Sometimes we just don't feel all that beautiful. Every day we seek to understand or to better understand our, the meaning of our own lives. We long to discover what are our gifts and how do I release them in the world and get paid for it, right? All with one thing that we want. And that one thing is some happiness and some peace along the way. For some of us, the key to these desires rings loud and clear, driving what we do and how we do it. But for others, these deep-seated needs are buried in the noise of a daily life that where we're operating out of fear and we're operating out of ego and these pressures that we have become so accustomed to that we don't even realize that they're pressures anymore. Why? It's a lot easier to not admit that I have a problem. You know, it's a lot easier. Like, I'm I'm going to go back to Candy again. You know, Candy, uh, baby, I'm not picking on you tonight. But I, I'm going to go back to this. When sometimes we do the dumbest stuff and say it's out of love when in, when in fact love ain't got nothing to do with your dysfunctional codependence. Matter of fact, Tina was right. What does love have to do with this? The reason why we keep doing some of these things is because we are not self-actualized. And people say, well, Doc, what is self-actualized? I'm going to give you the Dr. D. Von Young version. Just Why don't you try actually being yourself? I have witnessed in my office over the last few years, literally, I guess I won't even say dozens at this point. I will just say scores, maybe even hundreds of people, talented people, Beautiful people all retreat back to mediocrity when challenged. I've had people come to me and say, Dr. Young, I'm in this horrible marriage, and this man or this woman, they treat me like crap. They, they don't do anything with me. They don't spend any time with me. They don't take me to movies. They won't kiss me. They won't hug me. And then i got other people that your butt is being taken to the movies, and you are going out for drinks, and you are laughing, but you're just getting a little stupid moment. And now you decided to make, let the sky fall like the little red hen. When no sky is falling, your butt is just tripping. Well, whether your truth is realized because you are willfully staying in a set of circumstances, not choosing to do anything about it, and then when you are offered opportunities, I've had people come to me and say, I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'll and I say, I'll ask you, what kind of resources do you have? Some people say, I don't have any. Others have millions. I'm going to tell you this. If you don't have any resources, God gave you the greatest resource of all, and that's free mind and thoughts. You're just one thought away from being a millionaire, so you don't really need money if you act with that thought and do what you are capable of doing with your thoughts. For those of you that do have resources, <clears throat> you would rather remain in a dysfunctional relationship. You would rather a character assassinate to try to point a finger. Anything that keeps you from having to get off your butt and go do what you need to do. And I've seen this from housewives to, to executives making three, four hundred million a million dollars a year. 
You know why? You have allowed your circumstances to define you rather than you define yourself. Hmm. In the words of that old lady at my daddy's church, here comes number B or maybe number C. I wonder where in the heck did that woman get that from. That's bless her heart. But it, it is impossible. This is, you can make this three or four, wherever we are. We're going to go way past 10 tonight. So don't even number these things. Just bullet point them, okay? It is impossible for anyone else to define you other than you. You are indefinable because when other people define you, they put limits on you. She's just, that's just my mom. And that's just my wife. Yeah, that's just my boyfriend. That's just my husband. Is that all you are? You know when someone is talking to you that you are so many things existing in one continuum. When someone is speaking with you, not only are you mom, you are also somebody's daughter, and you are also a student, and you're also a professional. And even, I don't care, I I heard someone, uh, oh, it it angered me so bad. Uh, This this, uh, lady came to my office. Now, ladies, don't jump down on me talking about this dude is sorry because I'm going to flip the script on you. This brother and woman got married, and and she happened to be a a physician, and he was going to stay home and take care of the kids. That was the deal they made because her practice is quite lucrative, and, you know, they could do that. And for the life of me, he says that she doesn't appreciate him and she's trying to control him, and she says all he does is take care of the kids. Now, I'm going to flip this before somebody gets off fly with it and say this man is lazy. Is it lazy when a woman decides to stay home and take care of the kids? No. As a matter of fact, it's a 24-hour job, so I don't think gender matters about who's deciding to give up their career in life in order to nurture children. I think that's a wonderful thing. I think it's a wonderful thing if you are staying home actually doing something with the children and actually taking care of the house and fixing a meal or two. That is something you should not take for granted. I don't care if it's a wife doing it or a husband doing it. But long story short, this person decided that now they wanted to return to their life. These kids have gotten older. You know, they're middle school age, teenage children. And all of a sudden, everything that was a plan now is a problem. Hmm. Don't give away your power. That's That's the lesson in that one. Don't give away the magic of your essence by putting weight on the negative situations in your life or the negative words other people say about your situation. There comes a time when you have to redefine yourself. And if you don't redefine you, other people are going to define you. You can't be mad at them. And sitting back talking about other folks and doing this and doing that does not define you. The next thing, did you know that whatever is missing in your life isn't really missing? I'm going to say that again. Whatever is missing in your life is not really missing. Another example, I I had a uh, female client of mine that was married to a very wealthy man and an interracial marriage. They get a divorce. All of a sudden, now this this very lovely, kept woman decided, hmm, I got to work. Well, duh, so did the person whose money you were spending. 
You know, sometimes we get to a place where we forget that we have gifts and talents and we get lazy. So now that we have to use them, we have the gall to get mad. How now, brown cow? (laughs) There is no need to become frantic and to start tripping. You are whole and complete. You are gifted. You have talents. You have insight. And it it came with you. The moment you were born, God planted some seeds in you. Your creator fashioned you in such a way that no thing and nobody is capable of diminishing or smothering what's within you. However, if you go get a shovel and help them to bury it, nobody will see it. Everything you need. Now you go, Doc, how can you say that? I don't have anything. I'm, I'm broke. Okay, I'm going to use something from that uh, relationship form. You got hope. Instead of putting your hopes in a person, why don't you put some hope into yourself? Why don't you actually have enough faith to see that which you cannot see in vision, since you can't see it in your regular vision, in vision, meaning vision from within? You know you have a talent. For some of you, that talent is just being compassionate. Well, if you match that with an associate's degree in psychology, if you match that in being a caregiver, if you match that in being supportive of those that need a good champion on the team, because, you know, a college degree, I am an education fanatic, ladies and gentlemen. You can, you can just best believe if anybody believes in you getting an education, it's Dr. D. Yvonne Young. However, you cannot educate someone to be compassionate. You cannot educate someone enough to be understanding. You cannot educate someone enough to be loyal. Some of you are blessed with those gifts, and if you learn how to apply that to a good, effective team, you can get paid. You feel me? I have had people work for me that had master's degrees that were just selfish, had their own agenda, and at the end of the day, I had to say, you know, adios. And then I've had people that work for me that, you know, some college. They didn't even get an associate's degree. That, you know, how you, I always wonder what does that mean, some college. What did you do, just go to some college or whatever. But the thing is, is their tenacity and their commitment and their humbleness and willingness to be a good team player, that made a difference. And those are the people that I cherish and honor. And if you happen to have credentials to go with it, well, hey, all the better so. Stop crying and whining about what you don't have times. And I know this is the truth with me. God, when my, and you guys have heard it, if you read Another Chance, Where Would You Be Without One? You've read it where I said I lost everything. I'm here to tell you it was one of the best things that could have happened to me. I learned to become transparent. I learned to be authentic. As a matter of fact, I was sitting in church this uh, today and my pastor leaned over to me and said, Doc, I just want to tell you something, man. He said, I like the you that I've been seeing. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, well, you don't need to prove anything anymore. And being honest, you know, I'm going to be transparent with you. There was a time when I did. Oh, yeah. But I'm here to tell you, and this is the next thing, number four or five, whatever number this could be. You are beautifully, did you hear what I said? You are beautifully imperfect. That's right. You might as well be. You're operating in a very imperfect world, and that's just the way it was meant to be. See, some of us, 
we're so busy striving for, for perfection, and we want everyone else around us to be perfect. And, you know, I'm here to tell you, dear one, that is one goal that you will never achieve. As a matter of fact, it's going to drive you crazy, but crazy if you consider it and keep trying to make everything and everybody perfect. You know, you, you want uh, you want to marry this person. Well, if they, yeah, I want to marry a millionaire. What if he's a jerk? What if she's a jerk? So you just married a rich asshole. You want someone to really constantly be a certain way. Well, let me give you a hint. Whoever that is, I promise you sooner or later they're going to break wind around you. For those of you that don't know what break wind means, it means fart. <laughs> they get boogers in their nose just like you. Matter of fact, if you go into the bathroom after they've been in there, you might want to let it air out a bit. In other words, people are human. You are not going to get past this perfect man-made illusion that you have, these over, uh, in, and I'm and now, while I'm saying that, some of y'all got some people in your life, and that's why I put that, uh, that poster up on if, if you receive a notification and you're one of the tens of thousands of people that follow me on Facebook. I put something up. It said at some point you have to realize that some people can stay in your heart but not in your life. Now, what do I mean by that? There are some of you out there that you are still crying over that moron you picked. God didn't send that fool your way, and you figured because you married them that, you know, that was, you know, well, I do have a vow. No, you don't have a vow. You had a moment, a moment of stupidity, and now you want God to bless your mess. He revealed to you that this person is crazy, that their family is crazy, and that everything connected to the two of you are crazy. You've even conceived children with this idiot, and thank the Lord you could not carry the child, or you are stuck with a baby by a damn fool. Either way it goes, God got them out your life, and he gave you sign after sign after sign that this person was not meant to be part of your experience. Remember that? Hmm? Remember? Well, I am not saying that you should make excuses for that. So don't go and try to uh, try to use this. And if you're the, you happen to be the person that they got rid of because your little butt was cheating and lying and being deceptive, that has nothing to do with this. So I want you to pay attention to the stinking thinking that's going on in your life. Now, let's go to this next thing. As a matter of fact, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play something because I know for a fact this is something that somebody needs to hear. And um, when I play this thing, I want you to just hang on to it for a minute. I want you to think about this for a minute because this is how I want you to feel about yourself because there is something. This is my good friend, Ms. Melba Moore. And this song is called What Can I Do to Survive? You guys don't go anywhere. This show, in the words of my son when he was a little boy, is going to get gooder and gooder. Anyway, Melba Moore, What Can I Do to Survive? You're listening to Conversations with Dr. Steve. Yeah. So inseparable. 
that was sitting out there waiting on him, and he said he just did not feel like seeing the public. He didn't feel like talking to anybody. He didn't feel like engaging anybody. And this woman waited for an hour, and everybody was gone, and he walked out, and she didn't know how dejected he was feeling. And he was, she looked at him, and she said, Bishop, God gave me a message for you. And I'm giving this message to you. Yes, you, you right now that's sitting there listening. You're probably looking at your computer or your phone going, is he talking to me? Yes, I am talking directly to you. That woman looked at him and said, Bishop, it's not for the rest of them. It's for us. And he said, well, what do you mean? The lady said, I was in the hospital carrying a stillborn baby. My body had developed a septic condition, and being honest, losing my child was bad enough, but I was about to lose my own life, too. And, you know, uh, her money wasn't right. The man wasn't there. She was by herself going through hell, just like many of you right now. They're by yourselves going through what you believe to be hell, which I'm going to tell you it's a birthing stool. And he said it dawned on him right then that it didn't matter what other people said. What mattered was what he knew about himself. And that's what I'm saying to you, dear one. The hell with what other people's opinions suggest, their criticisms, their thoughts. Because you are not your thoughts even. Those times when you feel that, okay, maybe I've gained a little bit of weight. Okay, I lost my job. My child went to jail or... Hell, I don't even know where my child is. Seems like I keep dating these men or these women, and all they do is come get my drawers off or some change out my pocket, and when I need them, they're never there. I'm here to tell you, your thoughts aren't who you are. I'm, I'm going to make this even better. Your mind does not define you, nor does it control you. Your mind is the equivalent of a picture screen, and you can play whatever you want on it. As soon as you recognize this, and that's why I had you do that mind mapping thing. You remember I told you at the beginning of the program, I said, I want you to write down what you are thinking about every hour, what's going through your mind on a routine basis. Now, I know there's some fool out there writing down every five minutes what they're thinking about. I did not tell you to do that. Stop smoking weed and put that box of wine up. That's not what I told you to do. But what I'm saying is, these reoccurrent thoughts. See, by watching your thoughts, and I want you to watch them like you are outside yourself, like you're a third-party observer. Uh, but please do not start referring to yourself in third person. You know, don't be start saying, don't, if your name is Sheila or something, don't be like, don't make Sheila mad because then we, you and I are going to really need to talk. But I want you to just, for the sake of this exercise, Observe yourself. See, when you can create an instant distance from those thoughts and therefore no longer have to be enslaved by them, now you've taken control of your mind. The next thing, you can modify what you think about. This is another bullet point. Whatever you believe to be true about yourself in the long term, will become your reality. Now, I'm going to give you an example. I, when I was an undergrad, um, I was at University of Houston, 
And I remember reading this book. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it was the Power of Intention or more some book I was reading. And it said, just pretend for one day that you are who you envision yourself being. Now, I didn't say for you to go around and start fronting and, you know, uh, fake it till you make it. Because <laughs> some of y'all are doing that and you need to stop that mess. That is, that is not this, put it that way. That is not this. However, I do want you to just for a moment there, maybe for a day or even a week, but don't tell nobody else you're doing this because they're going to think you've lost your mind. But just between you, me, and yourself and God, I want you to envision your life as you desire it to be. I remember when I did it. I, I was not Dr. Young, and I was saying I was Dr. Young. I was, I was just playing like I was Dr. Young, and I was envisioning myself driving my luxury sedan and going to my office and going to my nice drive 50-foot driveway and my 3,000-foot home and uh, getting along well with my children and being able to go get what I wanted when I needed it, you know, without it being an issue. And I, I remember believing that, and, and I connected it to going to the library and connected it to walking across and traversing that campus, you know. And I had to create my own path, just being honest. I, I You know, when I got done with pre-med and, and um, I had already gotten one degree, I looked and I, I wanted this degree in coaching and, and in metaphysics and no regular institution offered those degrees. And I found the University of Sedona and it was non-traditional. It was not, uh, it, it was very well known globally, but, you know, like most in things in America, if you go against the grade, someone says, oh, that's not legit, which that school is very legit. And I made the decision. I said, you know, I'm going to follow my bliss. And people, I had people come back to me and say, well, you didn't do that. That's not an NCAA school. I said, well, but it's a university that when I went to my graduation, there were people there from Africa, South America, England, Europe, uh, just all over Europe, from Israel. And I realized then I had stepped into my path and gotten out of what everyone else thought I should do. So here's the next thing. You allow your beliefs to lift you up and what other people believe. There's a name, name I think his name was H.L. Milken or something like that, and it was such a funny story. They, he said uh, he would get fan mail that was just really not descriptive, and this is the old days. So he said, here I sit in the smallest room in my house reading your note. And as I read it, it is before me, but by the time I finish reading it, it will be behind me and down the pipes. Now, for those of you that are kind of slow, the man was sitting on the toilet because back then they didn't have big bathrooms, right? But I thought about it, and I said, you know, what if, what if I just took everybody's stupid stinking thinking, including my own, and just flushed it down the toilet? What would that do for me? So I want you to think about that. Here's the next thing for you, another bullet point. There is no past and there is no future. All you have is right now. Remember that. There is no past. So if you are hanging on to the past, you are hanging on to nothing. 
I got proof for you. Think of the last really good meal that you had during a holiday, Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Christmas. Can you, you can imagine it, but is it nourishing you today? No, unless your bowels are really backed up and you probably ain't going to make it through the night. But if your physiology is normal, all that is is a memory. And see, be it good or bad, don't let things haunt you. And even good memories, don't, don't live in the past ones all the time. Create some new memories because I'm going to tell you something. Right now at this very moment, you're older and wiser than you have ever been. And right now at this very moment, you're as young as you will ever be again. I'm going to repeat that. Right now at this very moment, you are older and wiser than you've ever been. And right now, at this very moment, you are, you are as young as you will ever be again, which leads me to my next expression, live in the present. You've heard me say this on more than one occasion. <clears throat> Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Right now, this very moment is a gift. That's why we refer to it as the present. What are you doing with this gift that God gave you that you're calling your life? You're calling, and this another bullet point, and life is to fully express who you already are, not who you wish you were. Because when I told you, I said, act out. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some quantum physics real quick, you know. There is no past and there is no future, and I'm going to prove this to you. If you are in New York and you get on a plane, and you fly to Los Angeles, you are going to lose conceivably three hours of time, right? But the minute you go out of the geocentristic orbit of the Earth, you, the space shuttle, it, it takes the Earth one, a 24-hour period to go in a circle, right, to go from one point to come back to that same point. But isn't it funny the space shuttle can fly around the Earth in about two hours? Hmm, isn't that something? So is time really relevant? No, it's not. Time is a construct, you know. And and as we realize in physics that there is no such thing as time, you actually control your being. When I was walking around that campus at University of Houston, I was so broke I couldn't buy a mosquito sweater. However, right now I live in that house, I drive that car. I am in full control of my life, and people greet me. Hello, Dr. Young. The money that I wanted to make, I've long surpassed that goal. Now I've got new goals because, see, if I had just stopped there, what would my tomorrow contain? Nothing. And this is, I'm going to give you some seven steps to go with these 10, I promise you. So you're getting double for your money. I told you I'd give you 10 things. This is beyond 10. I know there's some yo-yo out there going, I thought you were going to tell me how to find the love of my life. You dummy, you are the love of your life. (laughs) Uh, Slap them. You already know who I'm talking to. Just slap that person for me on on my behalf. You are the love of your life, and here's what I want you to do. The first thing is stop being offended by everything. Your ego, the negative, is nothing wrong with positive ego. 
Let it go. Stop taking something that someone did or said personally to you. They don't know any better. You were stupid too, so just look at them and, and remember you used to be them. Getting offended creates so much destructive energy that it just takes you out of out of it. That escalation, I call it that amygdala hijacking, and I told you guys, listen to some old shows. I don't know what show I was talking about, but I was telling you how we have fight-or-flight moments, and the amygdala is where emotion gets connected to these uh, primal instincts to fight, flight, to eat and procreate, you know, the flips. Let it go. Stop being hurt because well you didn't you didn't hug me today. Hell, they can let somebody have a day where they don't need to hug you. Do you always need somebody to validate you? Validate your doggone self. Here's the next thing: you do not have to be right or win all the time. You know, sometimes it is actually okay to sit down and shut up and let somebody else talk. It is okay for you to know that someone just mispronounced the word and you don't correct them. It is okay for some, well, no, I, I've seen some people wear some stuff, and, and, okay, I'm getting off the track. Would y'all please t- stop telling these men to wear skinny jeans that are overweight? Fellas, that is not a good look. Ugh, gosh, too bad they don't make spanks for men, or better yet, spanks for the mind. But the the truth of it is you do not have to be right all the time. As long as you are noticing everything that someone else does wrong, you're not checking out what you're doing wrong. Matter of fact, give some attention to what you need to work on and get out of other folks' stuff. The other thing is let go of the need to be right. Like I said, you don't need to win. Some of you right now have horrible relationships with everybody because you got to be right. You have to, you know, whatever they said is wrong, you're right. You don't even know how to listen. You wait to talk. Being connected to God or to your creator or to whatever you want to call your higher authority is is the purest connection to kindness, loving, deceptivity, and peace. See, if you could let go of the need to win and then let go of the need to be right, you wouldn't have nothing to have resentment and bitterness about. You wouldn't have no reason to be angry. See, when you give power to your negative, and listen to this word, y'all, negative, unhealthy ego, you are encouraging a natural hostility. In other words, all of us have it. Every one of us, Mother Teresa wanted to cut somebody out sooner or later. I know she did, you know. Jesus flipped over a table. I mean, all of us have the propensity to take it there. And the negative ego is the reason why so many Beautiful relationships get destroyed. You're immature, but you're like a big, giant baby. You can't have it your way. You start crying and throwing your food on the floor and throwing stuff at people. That's how some of you act. You know, and if you're acting like that, just realize something. That's that need to win and the need to be right, and I guarantee you it's going to cost your silly behind everything. You might want to learn a couple of words. I'm sorry, and... It's on me. 
That's right. If you could just admit it's on me. I don't expect you to make me happy, and you're wrong for expecting someone else to make you happy. Now, here's the one that I know some people are going to have an issue with. Let go of that need to think that you are better than other people. And if you know somebody that's like this, I'm going to tell you how you handle that. Just look at them and say, who died and made you God? And sometimes you need to tell yourself that. When you find that you got four or five people that don't know each other all telling you that you got the same problem, child, you do have the same problem. If if the last man you was with and the man before that, I had a lady call into a show I was doing in New York, and the sister said, you know what, every man, all these men just keep falling in love with me. And and I just I can't seem to find the right man. And I ask God, I say, excuse me, baby girl, what do all these men have in common? I don't know. Yes, you do, dummy. You. They have you in common. It's not the men. If you actually believe every man you met or meet falls in love with you, you are crazy as hell. That is not true. That's not because love, it takes time for that to, to cultivate. It takes time for that to grow. Stop feeling like you're better than other people. No one is inferior and no one is superior, and, yes, that includes you. Because I'm going to tell you something, which is arrogant, but you walk around in your red-bottom shoes, and they probably fake, or you're walking around, you got your little overpriced car. Do you know that you just three or four paychecks away from losing that? And if it's not three or four paychecks, just get sick enough, because Obamacare ain't going to pay for all of it, baby girl. I'm telling you, I remember watching my mother die. And when she reached this point, her health got so bad, I had to handicap the hallways and put rails in the hall and put a little light path down the hall with some LED lights. And my mother looked at me. This is maybe three or four months before mother passed, and she said, if someone told me I would not be able to walk up this hall, I would have never believed them. I'm saying this to you, dear one. Keep on living. Let go of that need to be superior. And now this is going to be hard because I swear Dr. D got this one bad. So <laughs> to all my friends in Barbados, hey, let me give you guys a shout-out, by the way. Um, yeah, I am a brother that needs to have more. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to lie. I got a Jaguar in the garage right now, and I'm looking for another car. Now, before y'all start thinking I'm being all this and so sexy much, at least I've let the thing get old. It's time for me to get a new car. You know, my car is squeaking like a closet door. But the thing is, I always want to have more, but I'm not obsessed with it anymore because the ego, the negative ego, is never satisfied. And I'm going to be honest with you. To whom much is given, much is required. So the more you get, the more you're going to want. Understand that Happiness will never come through things. You will not be able to get an external solution to an internal problem. See, the nature of the source within us is already at peace. That's that thing where you hear God say, I knew you before you, meaning I knew the you that is the essence of your being before this you, the person you can see in a mirror, ever was here. And what we are constantly warring back and forth against is, you know, how do we stop letting the you that existed before birth 
keep uh, get so far away, get far removed from this thing, this being we become. You know, sometimes we are just nasty with it. Here's the next thing. And again, Dr. D had this one bad. Some of y'all probably haven't because you haven't achieved nothing. But those of you that have, if it is nothing but your GED, now you're looking down on the brother that dropped out of school. Okay? Stop identifying yourself based on what you have achieved. And I'm not saying don't be proud of your achievements. You know, I'm serious. I got five degrees. I got more initials behind my name than some people have in their name. But what I have learned to do is, does that mean anything if I'm not helping somebody else? Does any of that mean? You know, it's like right now, if I was doing this program, and the reason that, you know, we we elected for me to have my own show is that, you know, the networks came to me. One that one network wanted to own my name. I said, who the hell do I look like, Prince? I am not so stupid. You are not getting ready at all. And I'm not calling Prince stupid because these lawyers, man, they, they do some sneaky stuff, right? Not you, Jaylene. I love you. That's my attorney. But, you know, the most lawyers are not like Jaylene Mack. You know, they're not honest. And what happens is they, you know, we sign pieces of paper like signing our birthright away because somebody said, well, now you, here's enough money. And all of a sudden, now, just because someone gave you some, some little bit of money, you can't even be who you really are anymore. You you got so I, one of one guy that I really love. There's this cat named um, Kevin Davis. He's president of the Mars Magazine, which is uh, you know this very cool publication in uh, Houston. And I this brother was speaking one day. And he made the comment. He said, you know what? I'm not an eloquent speaker, and I'm not going to use all those big words. But see, this brother's a millionaire now, but he's just as humble. He's just as down to earth. And some of us, you, you got a Benz parked outside of an apartment, that you, and it ain't parked outside of your apartment, because if it was, they'd be have snatched it, right? Some of you, you throwing your hand flipping your head back and forth. That ain't even your damn hair. That's some Asian woman's hair. That's silky black, number 10. That ain't even your hair. Some of you are running around here perpetrating like that's your crib. That ain't your house. You, matter of fact, you you just inches away from getting put out of there. Some of you, all you do is work. And you go to your, you, yeah, I've been here 12 hours. I work, yeah, uh-huh, and your daughter is a hope. Why? Because they haven't had a mother or a father there to give them the love they need, so now they're looking for love in all the wrong places. You're looking up, and you're wondering why your son is sleeping with some man or your daughter's laying up next to another little girl. And I'm not saying anything against some of my friends and fans that live an alternative lifestyle or whatever. That's your business. I don't care who you're sleeping with and kissing on, and that's your business. Plus, I do not want to do this. But the truth being told, we cannot get so caught up into identifying ourselves because we made 50 cents or extra dollar because we got some initials on side of our name, you know, a person who is really coming into awareness of who they are. You don't need to keep giving credit to yourself because you know your value. A person that is really 
doing what God called him to do. It ain't about you, no way. Everything that you do, and I'm going to tell you something. Lots of people ask me and say, Doc, what, what does it take, man? I just want to be happy. I'm going to tell you. And this is the biggest one, so you can put a star on this one. Let go of your reputation, man. Your reputation lies in the minds of other people, and you have no control over it, bro. Whether they love you, whether they hate you, sister, it, you can't stop it. You can't bring it. You will never bend over enough to make someone lift you up, and you can't hold your head up enough for someone to look up to you. All they're going to do is look up in your nose and see some boogers or something. You, you've got to chill out. When we are overly concerned, about what other people think of us, we become more and more disconnected from ourselves and from our source, and now you become the slave to the opinions of other people. Here's the truth. I want you to just start listening to the voice of your heart. I want you to connect to your purpose and fully connect to source your reputation has nothing to do with you. Let other people worry about that. What you need to be worried about isn't what other people think of you. You need to focus on what do you know about yourself. Now, I'm going to do this, and it's because I've gotten a few messages from some people saying, Dr. D, I have a question. Uh, if you have a question, press 1 right now on your phone, and I'm going to try to get that answered, and you need to do it right now. We're uh, winding down, but while you're mustering up the courage to ask me whatever it is you want to ask me, okay, here's one that someone just sent me an email to me. Um, okay, this question is, how do I get my wife to love me? <laughs> Bro, go eat a salad. You cannot make nobody love you. <laughs> I mean, it ain't happening. As a matter of fact, let me give you this one because I know you you need some help. The first thing is you have to love yourself because if you can't find some stuff about you that's wonderful, how in the hell is somebody else going to find it? And even if they do find it, what does that mean? I mean, what does that look like? You have to know your own value for years. And I'm going to be transparent with you guys again. For years, I was so concerned about Having somebody to love me, how I looked, um, you know, I'd go in a club trying to flash the little old money. Now I make ten times that kind of money, and I never have enough. You know why? Because I keep reinvesting in my gifts. I keep putting, sowing back into what God gave me to do, and that's what you need to do. Stop, stop trying to make, this brother is trying to make someone love him. Man, you need to love your doggone self. If you would spend, I'm going to tell you something, ladies, this is real. So for all you women that are trying to get a husband and all this crap, let me tell you three things you can do right now that will get a man's attention. Three things. I promise you they will work. I promise you as long as I stay black, and I don't think that's not going to, I'm going to stay that way, um, these things will work. The first thing is you've got to love yourself. Look in the mirror, pull off all your clothes, and and I know for some of you that might be a frightening experience. For others, you're going to start the ego tripping. But just get in the mirror naked and look at you and look at all your flaws and and 
figure out, okay, which one, what flaws can I do something about? Now, here's the catch. I wasn't just talking about your body, and I'm not just talking about a physical mirror either. I am talking about your body, and I am talking about a physical mirror, but I'm also talking about what kind of life are you reflecting? What kind of character are you reflecting? What kind of integrity do you reflect? What is it that people have complained about over and over and over again with you? Do they tell you you're mean? Do they tell you that you're insecure? Do they tell you that you need to speak up or you talk too damn much? Look at that. That's, that's number one. Number two, take care of what God gave you. Now, how do you take care of it? Real simple. If you got a gift, go to school. Go take some classes. If you can cook, go take some cooking classes. You'll be an even better cook. If you can sing, take some singing classes. If you think you can sing and you can't shut your damn mouth, that's cruel. No, I'm just kidding. But do whatever it is God gave you, perfect it. Keep it polished up. Exercise your body, your mind, and your spirit. Quit talking to everybody else and talk to God about some of your problems. Ask him, you know what, Lord, I need you to show me me. I need you to show me everything that's not good about me. I need you to show me what what is good about me. And, and the hell with what somebody else thinks about you. It's what you know about yourself. As a matter of fact, I'm going to interrupt these three things by telling you to do this. Write down three things about yourself that suck. You, you got a bad temper. You know you're kind of cuckoo. Uh, you know you're insecure. You know you're a freak and you always got to have it. Whatever the hell it is, write it down. And then just put a dash and write down what you're going to do this week to try to do better. You know, if you're a freak, be a freak with one person, not four, not five. If you know that you got low self-esteem, quit waiting on somebody to make you feel good about you. Now, that does not mean go take your little butt and go sleep with folks and buying people stuff to make them like you. That's how you got in this mess to start with. What that means is just be grateful that you got good health and that you're sane, well, almost sane. You know, be thankful that you're you. Now, here's the third thing. The third thing is go and behold something on this planet that is greater than yourself. For, for you that are near water, go to the ocean and, or a river and just look at the depth of it. And as you watch the waves come up to the shore, look at the power behind it. If you can go outside and look into the heavens, look at the stars and realize that's how deep your source is, that you are a part of that, that heaven, that that infinite place you're looking at is inside you that you came from that and that's still there. Look, if, if you can't find an ocean and you can't find the stars, go and look at the wonder of the creation that's around you. It could be items in your home. Look at your furniture. Look at how nice your house looks. If you live in a pig style, okay, maybe you might not want to look at your house, but look at, look, look at the television and look at other people that are actually being happy. And stop trying to be like folks that aren't real. You know, don't stop looking at these television shows wanting to be who those people are because I guarantee you uh, those people aren't happy. Those Nico and Mimi, they're not happy. They're not happy. Stevie J and Jocelyn ain't happy. 
I know damn well Todd and Candy's mama, never mind. I, I'm leaving people alone. But you know what I'm saying? Look at your life. You've got so much to be grateful for. You have people that love you. If it ain't nobody but your dog or your cat. Now, if your dog is running under the bed and you get in the house, you really are jacked up. We need to talk. But if you have a job, at least you are getting a check every week. At least you're not out here having to beg. You're not having to do something strange to get your change. You're getting paid for one set of gifts that you have. So if you want to make more money, get more gifts. Get some more initials. Go get you a certification. You don't have to have a college degree. You can get a certification or a license to do something where you make more money. If you had an idea to write a book, start writing it. As a matter of fact, whatever your stupid mind is telling you you can't do, do the exact opposite. If it says you can't go back to school, yes, you can. If it says you can't dance, learn to dance. If it says you can't sing, hell, you probably can't, so don't try to sing. But at least do it in the shower where we cannot hear you. In other words, reach inside of that which you can envision and start operating as if you already have it because, to be honest, your success, your happiness, and your life, the peace that you're seeking, the love that you're seeking, is just one thought away. I said at the beginning of the show, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. What are you thinking? Now, last things, housekeeping. Wednesday, tune into the show. There's something really special going down. Wednesday at noon, lunchtime, love at Central Standard and Pacific Time. That's 10 a.m. on the East Coast. That's 1 p.m. Make sure you don't miss that. Second, go to drdivonyoung.com. That's D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Make sure you register. Go ahead. We're not going to sell your information. It's just I'm touring. Oh, here's the big deal. I will be touring this summer. I'm going to throw this out, and I want you to definitely write this down, and Rainice is going to kill me, and so is Christina. Uh, we're doing tour dates all over the country. There's going to, you remember the Cupid Shuffle. It'll be myself and Cupid. If you watch Single Ladies, uh, Lisa Ray is on this tour with me. Uh, Tony Terry, yeah, that Tony Terry, the singer, is going to be on this tour with me, and several other people that we'll announce a little bit later, but we're now routing and picking the cities. So with that stated, what I want you to do is make sure that you go to info at drdivonyoung.com. If you want to be part of this tour or you want it to come to your city, give us a call because here's why. I don't know who's in your city. And before we will book and confirm these tour dates, three things are happening. One, we're going to come there and deal with legitimate, honest folks. So you need to tell us who the con folks are and who the clowns are. And second, we'll make sure we hook you up with VIP all-access passes to everything, and we will make sure that you get autographs and get to hang out with us and even a limo ride or two. So make sure that you follow uh, me on Facebook. You follow the website. Those tour dates will be announced really, really soon. The last thing is I want you to take the time this week to really focus on your life. You have so much more than you think. God has blessed you in ways that you could never imagine. But more than anything else, I want you to know this. I love you madly. You've been listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Have a great week. Bye now. 
ਦਿਓ